So when they got out onto the land, they saw a charcoal fire with fish placed on it and bread. Yeshua said to them, Bring some of the fish you've just caught. John chapter 21, verses 9 and 10. Perhaps you're familiar with needing a second chance or a third chance or well we'll leave it at that but I imagine that you are familiar with needing restoration needing to be restored need to be forgiven having to deal with the grief and the shame of mistakes made perhaps you're the one that needed to do the forgiving and help the one forgiven to be restored We can probably set ourselves within that dynamic somewhere in our experience in life. But imagine if you stood within sight of Yeshua, of Jesus, and denied him and eventually ran off, not knowing whether or not you would ever be forgiven for such a sin. This is the scene that... The Apostle John is writing in his gospel in chapter 21. He is helping us to see this restoration that happens. Friends, welcome to Messiah in life. Today, we're going to consider the God of second chances and the message that comes to us by the beautiful poetic gospel symmetry that John reveals and such subtle detail, but such striking detail when we zero in and dial in and pay attention to what he is recording for us. We're going to pick up in John chapter 21 and verse 15. He writes, When they had finished breakfast, Yeshua said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. He said to him, take care of my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Yeshua said to him, feed my sheep. Amen. Amen. I tell you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you grew old, you'll stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. Now this he said to indicate by what kind of death Peter was going to glorify God. And after this, Yeshua said to him, follow me. At the beginning of the chapter, Simon Peter stands up before the other disciples and says, I'm going fishing. He's going to return to the very vocation that Yeshua called him from some three years prior. But Yeshua, in such a beautiful and profound way to help him understand that he has been restored, calls him with the same words from the same place from the shores where he had been fishing, and says, follow me. 
such a beautiful picture of restoration that we're given in the Gospel of John. As we know, each of the Gospel accounts is careful to indicate the primary occupation of the disciples as they're being called. And of course, Peter is a fisherman, as several of them are. So set yourself in that position. The disciples aren't great scholars. They're not men of renown or position. They're common laborers called from a position of living from day to day, tending to their daily needs, and brought into this extraordinary movement, this extraordinary fulfillment of promise of thousands of years as they're called to Yeshua and they walk with him and he prepares them for what they will be sent out into the world to do after he ascends to heaven. So they follow him for three years. During his ministry, they watch him, they observe him, they learn from him. And undoubtedly, with everything that they've seen, everything they've encountered, everything they've witnessed, everything they've heard, they're waiting for him to openly proclaim himself to be the long-awaited Messianic king. And of course, this stands in sharp contrast to the events of his arrest, his trial, his crucifixion, his death, and his resurrection. And of course, it is during that series of events that Peter, the often bold and outspoken disciple, that he denies Messiah three times, just as Yeshua foretold. And of course, those events, uh, that denial is recorded in John 18. And as you might imagine, even after Yeshua is resurrected and he appears to the disciples, there might have been this uh, little bit of a lingering feeling in Peter that he shouldn't be there. Maybe he's there by presumption. Maybe he should excuse himself. Maybe the work of the Great Commission that will be announced to them isn't for him. Perhaps having denied Yeshua, he should just step aside, get out of the way, and let the story go on without him. But it's in this place of doubt that we can find ourselves It's in that place of doubt and that place of uncertainty and that place where we need restoration and where we need the Messiah to affirm the call that we can find ourselves in this this, uh, narrative. So the scene opens in John 21. And in a way, as I mentioned, it's reminiscent of Luke chapter 5 when Peter is first called. Jesus tells him to lower his nets in order to catch some fish, seeing that it is Yeshua in John 21. Remembering this, Peter jumps into the sea in order to return more quickly to Jesus. When he makes this realization, he just wants to get to him. And in that moment, he he must have forgotten himself that, you know what, I, I just denied him. But yet in that moment, his heart knew he had to get to him. And on the shore, there's a fire prepared. And that seems like a, wow, you know, we we know they're going to have breakfast. We assume that there's somehow they're going to, why does it have to be a 
a charcoal fire or a fire of coals, as some scriptures say. That insignificant detail. We don't really need it, do we? Uh, But we do. It's not until we consider what happened around a previous fire that we understand what Yeshua is doing and what he is doing specifically here, not just making breakfast, but setting a stage. The fire of coals played a significant part in Peter's denial of Yeshua in John 18 as he was warming himself by a fire, by coals when he denied Messiah. So by one fire, he is cold and he is afraid. By the second fire, he is fed and restored. So quite often we get caught up in the dialogue between Peter and Yeshua as Yeshua asks him three times, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you agape me, Peter? Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I feel you. You know I love you. Do you agape me? Yes, Lord, you know that I feel you. And then Messiah says, do you feel me? Do you love me? Yes, you know that I feel you. You notice that there are two Greek words that are being used, agape and philia. Agape really is a self-sacrificial, unconditional type of love and action, while philia is decidedly a brotherly love. And of course, we try to make um, some, to, to come up with some understanding of why this dynamic is the way it is. Why did John write it the way he did? Was 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 this the language that Jesus was using and how was he using it? Why was he doing it in this way? And we get caught up in it. And I think it comes down to something very simple. Yeshua asked Peter to meet him in self-sacrificial love, to meet him in that place. But ultimately, Yeshua meets Peter where he is. And the importance here is in the setting, in the pursuit, in the restoration. Peter is not yet able to meet Yeshua where Yeshua is. So Yeshua continually moves in the direction of Peter and ultimately in our direction as well. And as I've mentioned, Peter is again beside a coal of fires, a coal of fire, and Yeshua purposely sets him there. The setting by which he previously denied him. And then Yeshua calls Peter from his pursuit of his former vocation. I'm going fishing. I'm going back to what I know in order to restore him to his called vocation of spiritual shepherding. Jesus does this by asking, just as Peter was asked three questions before, not as to know whether Peter knows him, but does he love him? So Yeshua is asking Peter to shepherd his sheep just as he has done, to be willing to die for them just as he did. Yeshua is telling Peter that he is worthy of the call, even though he denied him because he's being forgiven, because he is being 
given a grace that we can scarcely understand. Friends, we are saved by the God of second chances. None of us have lived a perfect life. I think I think if we were to have the mistakes of our history shown in a public screening, we would be mortified to have these things revealed. As we've all had our time of unfaithfulness towards the Lord, of unfaithfulness towards family and friends, we would not want that displayed publicly. And here, the settled word from heaven is recorded Peter's denial, but it also records his restoration. There can be little doubt that Peter was a broken and a broken-hearted man. But Yeshua called him and made him whole again in order to use him according to his purpose. Friends, this should give us so much hope as we continue to grow in faith, as we continue to be reformed in the image and likeness of the Son of God. But in all of that, even when we make mistakes and we need forgiveness, we need the grace and mercy of God every day, Jesus will come alongside of us and he'll help us to feel and experience his love again. Not just a question of, do we know him? But Yeshua saying, do you love me? And in that, yes, we have the restoration that comes from the forgiveness by the shed blood of the Lamb who was slain for the sins of the world. Praise God that we have a Lord who is merciful. Praise God that we have a master who is willing to come alongside us, meet us where he once met us in order to restore us and follow him once again. Friends, I don't know about you, but that gives me hope In my imperfection that I am in right now, I know that I am perfectly set in Him, and He who is perfect has me, and He has called me just as He has called you if you're listening to these words. And in that, He beckons us, come, follow me. I pray that you found some words of encouragement in this today, and I pray that they carry you through the difficult days that we all will have from now until he calls us home. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha b'shem Hashem Yeshua. May the Lord bless and keep you all in the name of Jesus, our Messiah. Amen. Amen. Amen.